All right, now, here we go. Now, okay, uh, this is Casey on the Beat, and this is my first podcast uh, that I'm actually doing um, from my studio. <clears throat> so if it doesn't, you know, sound actually, you know, 100% correct, um, please forgive me. This is my first time, and I'm trying to ensure that I get everything situated and set up correctly. Uh, I think I should be okay, but you never know. Um, <clears throat> so, again, uh, I'm Casey on the beat. Uh, well, Casey, if that's what you you know choose to call me, but my uh, handle is Casey on the beat at twitter.com and Casey on the beat on Facebook. Uh, Casey on the beat on SoundCloud. Casey on the beat. Uh, what is that? Reverb Nation. Um, and I'm trying to think. Uh, is that all the things? Casey on the beat on Tumblr. Um, Casey on the beat on Instagram. So you know, I, I'm I'm pretty much all over the internet. Pretty much on most social media uh, sites. Casey on the beat at Snapchat. Um, so uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to get this uh, this whole um, I guess uh, podcast thing or yeah podcast. I'll go for his money um, and trying to get everything set up, get myself out there, get my voice out there, try to get uh, try to get heard, you know, because um, a lot of times a lot of producers and stuff like that, we don't actually do a lot of voice. Uh, we do a bunch of, um, you know, we do beats and stuff like that. And, you know, it's very rare nowadays that you actually get to – speak with or hear a producer speak uh, let me see so I said to myself I, I'll I'll try to take some time out and make some podcasts and things like that to uh, basically you know get out there so here I am um, <clears throat> where should we start uh, I, um, I'm out of Washington D.C. Southeast DC, um, and I pretty much got into the whole uh, beat making thing. Probably around, I want to say two thousand. Um, I've always had a love for music since I was a teeny tot. You know, um, I remember my mom. And dad, you know, just like most people, it sounds kind of cliche, but, you know, just like my parents, you know, they bought, um, you know, musical equipment, had all the latest records back then. Actually, my dad owned a record store, so I heard all of the latest uh, songs that came out, funk, jazz, uh, pop. <laughs> back then you had, um, what's that stuff called, man? Like disco. Oh, my God, that was horrible. Uh, so I heard a bunch of that. You know, I'm born in 73, so I'm up there in age. I'm going on 42 years uh, forty-two years old this year. So um, I'm up there. Uh, but nonetheless, so, you know, I grew up, you know, in the church and things like that. Uh, my mom's a seven-day Adventist. I've been a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> Uh, 
And, you know, basically, you know, growing up around my parents, you know, it, w- it was just kind of weird, you know, you know, with my dad, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and, and owning a record store. And my mother kind of being more of a churchgoer. My dad wasn't really into that 100%. So, you know, some of the music had calmed down for a while. And, you know, she got real tough on the lyrics of the songs and things like that. But, you know, he kept on, you know, pushing his business. And um, being around that, hearing all that, I would get all the latest uh, rap CDs, uh rap magazines, um, I said rap CDs, I'm sorry, uh, rap cassettes and uh, LPs, that's what they called them back then, the LP uh, records and singles and things like that. Um, so I, I, I would basically, you know, get all the music that I wanted um, and would take full advantage of, you know, having having that access you know, so around the time I actually, you know, started getting up there in age, and I think I went to, when I, once I got to junior high school, I believe it was, I, um, I touched my first instrument, pretty much, you know, um, which was funny, and I tell this story a lot, you know, I went to join the, uh, the marching band, and um, so as I, you know, ventured out to join the marching band, you know, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be one of the cool dudes. I saw guys playing clarinets and and saxophones and, you know, a, a bunch of, you know, the brass and woodwinds. And then, you know, I was like, nah, I don't think that's actually me. Um, and then I was afraid that my friends would tease me. So, you know, I was trying to uh, basically get on the drum line and, the funny thing about it is that I begged and begged and begged and begged and pleaded. <laughs> and my uh, band director was like, oh, well, you want to be on the drum line? Uh, I, I got something for you that will work out perfectly fine. You know, it's it's a it's a uh, percussion instrument. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe he's going to give me a tom, even a bass drum or something like that. Um, and he, he came out. And he came out the drum room, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm about to make it big. And he brings out a xylophone. And I was like, what the hell? And it was funny because, you know, everybody teased me, and you know, they called me the rookie and everything, and they was telling me, you know, well, you hey, you got to start with this first. So I was like, man, I'm not trying to do this, man. I'm gonna get clowned out there. But in all actuality, I didn't, and it it, it was just kind of weird to me. Um, because I expected the worst, uh, from it, but, you know, everybody actually supported me. And I remember somebody telling me this is the first time they've actually saw someone playing a xylophone. And, you know, I learned, you know, every good boy does fine and face, you know, to learn the notes and everything like that. Um, I pretty much knew how to play the piano somewhat, you know, Murray had a little lamb, things like that, but I never really knew the note, you know, knew what notes I was actually hitting because I played a lot by ear. But I was more percussion driven, you know, coming from D.C., you know, because, hey, you know, it's go-go here, so you're, you're more percussion driven. Um, it's a percussion driven city, 
you know, it has everything about the drums, the pocket, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, pretty much I sat there and ran with, went, ran with that xylophone for, I think, my seventh grade year. And then come the next year in the eighth grade, I finally moved my way up, and they put me on the tom. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm playing the tom in the marching band. So me and the guy that actually ran the timeline didn't really see eye to eye. I, I don't know if I was uh, immature or difficult to work with in that situation. Um, but I ended up being the captain of the uh, the bass drum, and I, I played the bass drum uh, the remainder, probably like half my eighth grade year and, you know, all of my ninth grade year. Um so pretty much, you know, I I, I I was really into it. You know, we, we did a lot of songs. We even had a little, I, I don't even remember the name of the band. It was, was kind of whack. We had a little band outside the band, and we played go-go music and stuff like that. It, it, it was crazy. Um, then let me see. Um, around the time, because I, I remember leaving that school, I left, uh, I got transferred, my mom took me out, sent me to this uh, all-white school out of Virginia in Shenandoah Valley. And out there, it was kind of crazy because when they saw me, you know, I'm like six feet tall, I'm probably, you know, at the time, probably about, I want to say about 160. Uh, the first thing came to their mind when they saw me was, you know, do you play ball? And I was like, nah. I said, you don't, you don't play basketball? I said, no. They said, you don't play football? It's like, nah, I don't really do that well in sports like that, you know. So they were like, okay, well, you know, that's typical. You know, you go to the country or whatever the case may be, and, you know, that's that's the first thing they think of you when they see you, especially, you know, white coaches. They try to mold you into that type of stuff. Uh, but nonetheless, um, so, you know, I went, I, I, you know, went to that school, um, got into their classical band, and that's when I started really, you know, fooling around with, like, timpani drums and uh, playing the cymbals and, you know, things like that. I was still good on the xylophone at the time, so um, they had me play that, you know, and actually they had, you know, the real serious, like, Roy Ayers type shit, you know, they didn't have um, that little itty-bitty bullshit I had. Um, it was like a little handheld one that I played in the marching band. This was the real deal. This was like, you know, the, the granddaddy of xylophone. So, you know, I had that. And, um, you know, so I, I, I learned how to play that. They had a piano room, too, and I used to go in there all the time, play music, whatever, learn the keys, learn chords and things like that. And like I said, I played a lot by ear. So it was kind of different for me. Um, and left there, came back home um, to the city. And let me see. About the time I hit high school, I was actually in a go-go band. So I was playing, you know, percussion, congos, rototons, cowbell, things like that in a go-go band. And... You know, I, I just always had the knack for beats and, and things like that. So as I got older, I said, well, you know what? 
I actually want to have my own studio. You know, I want to make music. I want to make beats. I want to, you know, express myself, you know, through music. You know, because like I said, I always had a love for it. Um, I remember when me and my brother was young, we used to, um, like I, when Fresh Prince came out and he had, uh, what is it? He's the DJ, I'm the rapper. No, it wasn't He's the DJ. Well, that was one of them, but Rock the House was the one that actually set it off. And, you know, I used to be, um, I actually used to play the role of Jazzy Jeff and Reddy Roxy. And my brother was the rapper, man. We were so corny back then, man. It was so funny. Because um, the way you had to re- record, man, it was like, it was dumb crazy. We had this little whack-ass mic. And my sister had this uh, eight-track um it's like an eight track slash record player and you can record on the eight track with the microphone and man that shit was crazy because i remember us trying to like we sometimes like on some of the beats uh we would play on an old ass tape deck and if you ever seen these old tape decks like the little school ones they had um you know all the little, you know, stop, play, record, pause, or whatever, but it had a speaker on it. Oh, my God, did that shit ever sound some whack. When, man, it was the wackest shit ever when you re- went and listened to it on the 8-track. It was like, that. That that's how we had to, you know, that's what we had to do to record our, our songs. And I remember we tried to record a demo, and we met this dude that told us, yeah, you know, I can get y'all a label. You just got ahead of a tape. It was like a Max, Max L tape. And it had to be a certain type of tape. And it was crazy because we made this whack-ass demo, man. And, like, I swear I wish I never lost that tape because it was, it was, it was crazy. But we, um, we did it and uh, put the joint together or whatever and uh, never saw the guy again, <laughs> of course. He probably was like, man, these kids whack as shit. Um, but, you know, we did what we had to do. But, uh, you know, back back to now, you know, I had gotten older and I think I was in my l- mid-20s. I, I, I can't remember. Mid-20s. Yeah, it had to be mid-20s. Um, and, you know, I, I just decided, you know, I had got myself a keyboard. It was a, uh, what was the first keyboard I had? Uh, yeah, it was the Korg, Korg, uh, was it? I think it was a T3. T1 or T3. I know it was the real big one. So, you know, I had that, and I was trying to make beats on it, and I was like, yo, they ain't had no sounds in there. Them stock sounds was horrible. I mean, they were good as far as, like, if you wanted to sit there and, um, you know, do that Brian McKnight type of shit or, you know, Brian Michael Cox, No, you know, shouts out to them. You know, I mean, I wasn't an R&B dude back then, you know, because hip-hop was in that transition phase, you know what I'm saying? And you had folks catch, like, Mary, Jodeci, stuff like that. But I, 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 you know, I listened to them. I came up on them, and, you know, I really like their type of music. But that, you know, I was kind of looking for what the Neptunes had way way back you know what i'm saying something new something somebody never heard and that particular keyboard didn't have any sounds in there i mean you may i, I mean especially coming off of like a o1w 
or M1, that particular series just wasn't good at all to me, for especially for hip-hop and altering sounds and things like that. You know, it was real limited. And the, the, the drum pattern, or the, I ain't going to say the drum patterns, um, the drum sounds are actually horrible. And then I think after that, I think I ended up buying um, the Roland R70. I saw it sitting in Guitar Center and was like, oh, man, a drum machine. That shit might be tight. Got home with that shit, man. That was some old, man, old-ass Slick Rick type shit, you know, back, way, way back. I'm talking like 88 or some shit. So I was like, man, I can't really make no beats with that. It had a dope-ass 8 on it, though. I think that 8 hit, man, that shit was vicious. I mean, I wish I still had it to this day because it's actually vintage. You know, I I, I would have used that, but... I ended up getting a, um, this, uh, I let this kid, man, it was funny. Well, it's not funny. It was funny and sad at the same time. But I, I met this kid, man. We had this band, and I met this kid. I forgot his, I think his name, Kenny. And, um, I, you know, he was playing keyboard in our band, and I had, I think I had, um, I let him use, because, you know, I, I really didn't care for that core keyboard like that, so I let him use it. And I remember uh, we had a show, and then I wanted to go pick it up, and his mom's came to the door, and she was fussing and fussing and fussing, and, you know, she answered the door like, who is it? And I'm like, oh, it's Sean. You know, I'm here to, you know, get, get my keyboard uh, from Kenny. So she was like, um, you gave Kenny a keyboard? I said, nah, I let him use it. You know, he was in my band. You know, I let him use it. So she was like, Kenny ain't going to be in nobody's band. This, 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 this. So she ended up, long story short, she ended up giving me my keyboard and another keyboard he had. And she said, well, I didn't pay for it, so you taking it with you. I said, that ain't my shit. You know, my, my shit's the cork. I said, I don't know where that came from. That's it. So she was like, well, I didn't buy it, and he don't bring nothing in this house that I don't pay for. So you need to take it with you. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And then, that keyboard was a uh, Roland XP50. So I was like, shit, I got a free keyboard. So I took that joker home. Man, Roland had everything in that bitch. I was like, whoa, this might be what I was looking for. So I started, um, I started messing around with it, you know, looking up some information on it. That's when the internet was, like, extremely limited. I think you had dial-up and shit. So I looked it up, saw that they um, had expansion packs and stuff like that, little cards you can install in it. So I went and got the little hip-hop card, and it was another card. I think it was like session session strings or something like that. So, you know, I went and got that stuff. Man, I made some dope beats on that joint. Man, messed around and um, let somebody keep it. I never seen it again. No, I, I uh, yeah, I let this guy use it. Um, that and my my R seventy uh, Roland drum machine because we was using it in the band. So I let the guy use it. Never saw it again. And him or the, or the goddamn uh, keyboard and drum machine. So you know, but at the, back back when I had had got the keyboard, you know, I ended up. I think I ended up getting uh, what is it? Cakewalk Sonar, uh, Sonar Two. And then I ended up with Sonar, uh, what is it, 2XL. So I ended up with that. 
and you know that's where I learned how to uh, arrange music and set it up because I was actually doing it on the keyboard, but I wasn't really, I didn't have a, a studio set up. So that uh, the sonar was the first one I actually had. So you know I was utilizing that, and I think FL. I, I I don't know how I got up to FL back then. It was called Fruity Loops. So you know before the whole, I guess they had some issues. You know between that and the General Mills or whoever the hell makes the cereal. But I still actually had those applications to this day. Um, I had Fruity Loops four, and um, I got that man. That shit. I I was like, man, yo, I'm off. Uh, I. You know, once I got that installed on the computer, and it's funny because, like, um, I was dating this female at the time. Like, I was going by the name of Xiaopan, and I had um, my little label was um, a side of Beats Music, I think. No, it was Beat Samplers. And it was crazy um, because I, I actually did a CD. And it's funny because I did an instrumental CD took it to the Library of Congress and all of that, and got it uh, copywritten. And I'll be saying to myself today, like, I'll be looking at folks like Jolly L Beats, and uh, I think Cardiac is releasing one, but folks been releasing instrumental CDs, and I'm like, God damn, I did that way back in 2000, or 2002, or whatever. And, I mean, not that brothers wasn't already out, because I think dudes were doing that, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but... You know, I had already, you know, did a little joint under that that alias of Xiaopan and uh, Beat Samplers. And um, I actually had a sound, sound, not SoundCloud, a SoundClick page. And I had, you know, was selling the songs on there and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, it was funny how everything came together because I was dating this female that um, actually was extremely supportive of it and you know she she you know worked with me you know we put the put a budget together and you know when i started trying to get stuff i i remember i got my first like desktop com computer for my studio and it was a compact i remember going to a radio shack and, and the and the dude sold me the the, the laptop uh, the desktop for like a hundred bucks with the monitor and everything i was like jesus all right Got that shit home, man. That shit was slow as a motherfucker. So I had to end up going back. I think I went to Best Buy and bought some memory. And then, you know, that boosted it up, and I was able to start recording. And, you know, so I basically, man, I, I had started, man, a long time ago. I, I, I basically came from, like they say, nothing. And then I started, you know, collecting pieces. Like, for example, I still got the original MoFat. Um, the Oddity 2000, I think it is, a Proteus 1000, um, the, the vintage EMU shit, you know, or EMU, however people want to pronounce it. I say EMU, some people say EMU, but I have that, you know, the original things to that, you know, that I actually, I, I just won't, I refuse to give up, you know, because it sounds in there that I know, I don't care how much people try to sample it, or how they uh if you if you know if they want to decide to go and drop a, a VST for it it's just not going to sound the same to me you know so i i i'm going to keep my original things but um 
the the sound modules. I'm gonna keep the original sound modules. But nonetheless, yeah, man, I I I feel like I I done came a long way with this whole shit. And um, I mean, like I say, I, I've been making beats for years, and I you know I have peers that do it. Some people just started, you know, some guys are younger than me. I even listen to some of these young guys, man, these cats that come out with these beats. And I, some, right now, I just be like, man, when I listen to a lot of stuff, in all honesty, I'm speaking from my opinion and my opinion only, most of that stuff out there, all it, it, it sound the same. Nobody's like, there's no originality anymore. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm from the East Coast that I expect you know, hip hop to sound a certain kind of way. Um, but one thing I could say is that like between the East and the West Coast, you know, we actually put out bangers. Like West Coast was the, to me, they was the first ones to introduce swing, you know what I'm saying, to to the game. You know, when you're talking about Dre, Battle Cat, you know, folks like that, they in, it, you know, because New York shit was more about the dance, but it wasn't about the the, the bop. You know what I'm saying? The, the they wasn't really. New York wasn't really focused on swing; they was focused on dance. And you know, L.A. just you know they they had a different different you know type of shit with their shit, man. And every time, like when I listen to like the old you know Chronic and shit like that. I mean, because N.W.A., like, when they came out, they didn't really have a swing. You know, they was more gangster in your face, ah, type of shit, and they just, it wasn't about dancing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about dancing or, or bopping in that swing, in all honesty, until Dre got that MPC uh, 2000, I believe it was. Um, but before that, when he was using the SP-1200, it was just, that shit was just balling, man. Like that shit, it was dope beats, but that shit was just balling. You know what I'm saying? So, um, they wasn't really focused on you know the swing at the time. But when he got that MP and figured out it was a swing on that bitch, he killed it. <clears throat> Cause uh, New York folks, even to this day, I don't even think there's been a rap record that came out of New York that had a swing to it. You know what I'm saying? And when they say New Jack swing and all that, that type of music ain't the same as what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that hi-hat swing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to think of a prime example or perfect example of a song. Like most most of Dre shit. You know what I'm saying? Even on the Chronic 2000, that shit had, you know, that same swing. You know what I'm saying? Battle Cat, when he was releasing shit, it had that swing. When Snoop shit was dropping, it had that swing. You know what I'm saying? It was just not happening on the East Coast. But then when you had the South get involved, that shit was even crazier, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they, you know, they bought different flavor. But it's like since they came to the table with their shit, it's just been a, a bunch of fucking clones, man. I don't even understand what that's about. You know, a bunch of clones just basically, you know, doing somebody else's shit, man. And people, it's like people afraid to step outside that box and create different shit. That's why for me personally, I'm about to start just making shit and just, you know, believing that my shit's hot no matter what and no matter what people think, you know, because sometimes as a producer, you do get caught in a situation where you like, man, I, I want to make, you know, what I hear on the radio. I want a radio hit. I want a radio hit. But all the time that that shit work like that. You know what I'm saying? 
it, it you know it, it don't it don't fall through like that you know so at now that you know to me I think you know producers need to turn off the goddamn radio go in the studio lock themselves in there no internet no social media no nothing and where they can hear somebody else's shit and you know just just make bang out some hits man you know cuz I really believe that back in the day the niggas wasn't listening the other producers wasn't listening to other people's shit and that, you know and that's real talk I think you know today folks is just man they just still another nigga shit. It is what it is, you know. But, man, on to the next topic. This is funny. So I'm looking at these Uber facts. It says, this ex-football player with former $37 million contract left the NFL to feed the needy. You know, I don't know who the hell would have left $37 million on the table to go feed the needy. Because it, it's not the dude that uh, went to Afghanistan, I think it was. I see people liking it or favoring it on Twitter, but I don't see anybody actually commenting on it or saying who it was. Wow. <laughs> Uber fact. California grows about 40% of America's marijuana. Jeez. Okay. Now that don't make no sense. Because if they grow on 40% of it, is that shit? I don't even know if that shit's still illegal in California. I thought it was just Washington, Colorado, now DC and I thought they added somebody else to it but I I don't recall them having um legalized marijuana wow wow this is crazy man it says uh Uberfax uh North Dakota just became the first state to legalize police drones armed with everything from tasers to tear gas Man, that's crazy. First of all, who who the fuck lives in North Dakota? No offense to North Dakota, but goddamn, I mean, you you need that in North Dakota? Wow, that's crazy. They got hoods in North Dakota? I mean, that's I never heard of no crime happening in North Dakota. It don't even at least it don't make anything here. No, like the news or anything. I that's weird. Wow. That's fucking crazy. So they can shoot tape. They could tase you from a fucking drone. That's crazy as shit. Yeah, I guess you ain't running from their ass no more. They send that some bitch to chase you. They say the best attack is from the air. Wow, that's crazy. Uber facts. More than one third of American babies are tapping on smartphones and tablets even before they learn to walk and talk according to a study yes i will agree with that my daughter is two years old and knows how to work uh you got one of them uh samsung um galaxy tablets i think it was a three or something i don't know um and this poor child man 
she 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 lives on that tablet. Like she sits there, and it's funny because you know she know more about the shit than I do. Actually, and I had one. She done broke mine, so she used her mom's, and she done cracked that one too. But it's 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 kind of comical because she um she watches uh what is that YouTube Kids uh the little kids YouTube channel and. She literally sits there and watch like cooking shows on how to make cakes and cupcakes and cookies and stuff like that. They have some program on there and she really be into it. And then she got this thing. It's some Easter eggs or something. And they got like toys or something in them. And she will watch that stuff for like hours and just keep looking at the same thing over and over and over again. And I've been saying something to her mom. Cause I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I don't think that's a good idea. But, you know, she done got into watching game walkthroughs, like video games like Mario. You know, she'll sit there and watch the whole damn game walkthrough. And I'm like, by the time this child is freaking five or six, she's going to know how to play Mario with no goddamn problem. And I don't even know the damn game, and I'm fucking 42. I'm like, shit, man. You know, we didn't have that when I was coming up. You just got the game and had the book, you know, and, it, you know, you had to pay, what, like $12, $20 for a game strategy book. So if you ain't get the codes, you know, from one of your friends, you just had to run through that shit, some bitch, all together by yourself. But that is crazy, man, that more than one-third. Wow, that's 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 crazy. Let me see. Um, damn, they really on this North Dakota shit, man. Wow. Let me see. Uh, these guys here, man. This is this is funny. Wow, Stephen Hawking claims that information sucked into a black hole may emerge in one, oh, in another universe. Wow. Yeah, that's scary. But I'm going to let that one go. Excessively polite people are more likely to betray their peers than less polite according to research. Well, that's scary. Because that'll make me think if somebody was being polite to me, then they ain't really, they're they not really, it's not meaningful. They're just doing it just to be doing it. You know, so I guess if somebody holds the door for you, they really don't mean it. Wow. This is funny for the producer folks. Uber facts. Using background singers in a song increases its chances of reaching the top of the charts, according to study. Guess y'all better get them background singers up there. Having them them folks singing all on their own ain't going to do it no more. Mm. Wow. 
Uberfax, Saddam Hussein's U.S. prison guards claim that one of the few times he ever looked defeated was when they brought him the wrong cereal. <laughs> Are you serious? The only time he felt defeated is when y'all brought him the wrong cereal. Wow. That's crazy. Wow, that's that's really crazy. Oh, that's a good Uber fact that I didn't even know of. Sex before marriage is still illegal in Virginia. I guess that's why I don't mess with nobody from there. I don't want to get locked up over that. That's crazy. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Uber facts. Dr. Oz says his TV series, The Dr. Oz Show, is not a medical show. Duh. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't think it was. I don't no offense to him, but I actually don't watch that show. I don't watch a lot of television, to be quite honest. I, I'm not a TV buff. I think um, besides some media, sometimes, you know, maybe the weather or something like that, I may look at it for that, but TV shows don't interest me. I'll look at football. I'll look at wrestling, uh, which a lot of people clown. They say, my, my, my girl say it's Power Rangers, but you know, I've been looking at it since a kid, and it's hard to turn it off. So I'm actually kind of addicted to it, been a fan of it since the mid-'80s. So I, I doubt I'm going to let it go. I'll let it go when Ric Flair let it go, and he ain't never letting it go. Uber facts. People actually like braggers more than they like humbraggers or humble braggers, according to study. Whatever the hell that means. All right. Wow, that's crazy. 20% of Poland's population died in World War II, the highest percentage of any nation. Wow. That's sad. Wow. Rest in peace to them, man. That's crazy. Twenty damn. All right. The largest iceberg ever measured is bigger than Jamaica. Four thousand square miles. Oh well, forty two hundred square miles. Sorry about that. Uh it broke away from Antarctica in two thousand. Shit, where the hell is that shit floating? That's scary. Uh, so, according <clears throat> to a recent study, men who have older sisters are less likely to be competitive. I have an older sister, and I'm competitive. I would like to think I am. My son is the oldest, and Lord knows that dude is competitive as shit. Hmm. Uber facts. This is crazy. Wow. All right. 
<clears throat> so enough about that. Um. So yeah. So as I said before, you know, when I started this segment, um, I'm a man, DC, born and raised. Decided to do a Uber. I mean, a, I said a Uber. Damn. Um, I decided to do a podcast because I wanted to get myself out there and try to get my brand and help build my brand and get my name out there and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I'm I'm going to try to do this as much as possible, uh, bring some folks in here, you know, try to sit and record and um, just spend about an hour. I don't, I don't think I really want to do two hours. It depends. An hour is enough for me. Um, but you know, sometimes when you had guests, you know, y'all get to talking and it just, you know, it gets interesting and things like that. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna try to basically, you know, get with some folks, bring some folks through, um, try to set it up to where I had guests, uh, come through. Maybe we sit and talk sports, music, you know, whatever, you know, what's going on in the news. Um, whatever, you know, this, this is going to be one of those in your face, uh, not afraid, not, you know, non-politically correct, you know, type of things. I'm not out to offend nobody, you know, and if I do, then I guess it was meant for you. If I don't, then you understand where I'm coming from. Um, it's not about let me walk around with, you know, eggshell shoes on, you know. I'm going to, you know, do this, be blunt, answer tough questions, ask tough questions, talk about tough issues and things like that. And I, I'm not going to back down just because somebody, you know, doesn't like what I said or how I said it. Because if one thing you're going to learn about me is that I'm an uber realist. And... And being that way, I'm going to speak my mind, and I'm not going to shy away from doing that. So, you know, I, I, I deal with folks a lot, and a lot of people say, well, you know, you hurt my feelings, or you this and I'm like, man, look here. That ain't what life is about. If you focused on hurt feelings, then you already fucking losing. You know, I I keep it real. I keep it real. You know, I feel like I'm blessed with a gift to be real, so all I know how to do is keep it real. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers out there. I know some folks want to, you know, feel some kind of way about me, you know, but, hey, at the end of the day, it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not on this earth for others and per se of how they feel about me. I'm more so on this earth to, to you know, reach out, teach, you know what I'm saying? Teach, preach, you know, things like that. Share wisdom, you know, not, oh, well, you know, I'm going to keep all this shit to me and my family. Nah, man, I, I'm not that type of guy. You know, um, another thing that I, I you know, that I, I want to bring up too, you know, when I, when I talk about preach and teach and things like that, man, I actually garden, you know, and I wouldn't mind sitting and talking, you know, an hour about gardening 
and the, the importance of, of growing your own food and things like that for your family. Um, I picked up this thing that is called canning. And basically, you're preserving food, you know what I'm saying, things like that. I've, I've made uh, jelly, uh, pickles, uh, jams, things like that, you know, that I, 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 you know, created, put it to the side for my children. You know, I, I have a big family, so, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do is, is preserve as much as I can possibly preserve. So if we in a, a situation or whatever, you know, that we, we're able to eat, you know, and, you know, for whatever reason, like, there's some crazy shit. I'm going to share a story before I go. Hopefully it don't, you know, take over the time. But, you know, about, I want to say about a year, two ago, probably a year, it's going on almost two years, I lost my job. And um, the crazy thing about it was, you know, at first I was pissed off about it. And, you know, sometimes when I think about it today, it kind of upsets me. But then, you know, I think to myself that, you know what? The creator got a reason for everything that goes on in your life. You don't write your, your history. Your history is already written. Your life is written for you before you even get to this planet. You know what I'm saying? And for me, mine's was written that I would, you know, have a child, my child's two, and I basically kind of sort of been unemployed her entire life, but I've been with her. I've been with her. You know, I got I got three older sons, you know, and I had a tough time being in their life because I was working so much and, you know, doing music and doing the band and, and, and working a retail job. Man, it was crazy because... I never had time for my kids. So the creator sat my ass down. You know, I had this baby, you know, and he finally delivered my daughter to me because I have three sons, you know, and I kept trying to get a daughter and I didn't get her. And I finally got her and he sat my ass down and said, look here, this is what you're going to be doing. And at first, like I say, it was frustrating. You know, when you like, you know, where the money going to come from, this, 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 this. You know, and you start losing materialistic things. You know what I'm saying? Where I like when my phone, my cell phone got turned off, I was all worried, sad, and stuff like that. Then I said to my my girl, I said, you know what? She was like, Well, baby, I I I'll pay to get your phone on. Nah, don't. Why am I attached to a device like that? You know, why why is that what why is a, a cell phone what's important to me? It's not more important than my child. You know, and the money that I was paying for this phone bill, I think I was paying close to $100. That could go to my kids. That shit's not important. You know, and we lose sight of that shit. We'll spend X amount of dollars to sit there and, and, and give money to these companies that don't, don't give a fuck about your family. You know what I'm saying? And what if your kids got this or if your kids got that or you know are the lights paid you know what i'm saying is your water paid because in dc you gotta pay for water so you know i was like nah baby the fuck that shit you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not gonna be focused on that you know so now i'm in a situation where i'm having issues with my car you know i'm not working so i'm having issues paying the insurance and i was like oh man i'm gonna lose my my tags because in D.C., you got to have insurance, you know, on the car to keep your tags. If you get rid of your insurance, you got to turn your tags in 
ASAP or they're going to start charging you per day. I think it's like $20, $40 a day or some shit that you don't turn your tags in. So I was like, man, you know what? That shit's not important. It's materialistic shit. You know, I can still get around. My son drives. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, shit, let me stop acting like I'm on some mountaintop and I'm greater and better than everybody else. There's people out here with nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm learning how to live with nothing. He sat my ass down and told me, get your ass out here, plant these seeds, grow this garden. This is my second year into this shit. And, you know, you, you'd be surprised. You know what I'm saying? I done grew corn, cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers, uh, shit, um, hot peppers, uh, uh, bitter melon, um, collard greens, spinach, um, kale, strawberries. I used to have a raspberry bush, um, lavender, stevia, cilantro, mint. It's just crazy, like, how much shit, you know, and this, I'm, I'm a city boy, so, you know, that shit, you know, learning this was crazy for me. But it's like, I feel like, I, I, I tell my moms all the time, man, I feel like I'm Noah, man, like, I'm fucking Noah. You know, because I'm like, you take me out of my environment, and then you, 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 put, you sit my ass down and say, look, this is what you have to do. Just like with the whole canon process. Like, that shit just came, that shit, that was some random shit. And he, he got me growing food for my family and then preserving it. This is some shit, you know, I'm like, and I, I tell folks, man, you know, when people say don't block your blessings and this and that, I think a lot of people get that shit confused because it's a saying, man, it, 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 about us black folk, man, that, you know, maybe you praying to the wrong God and that's why you ain't getting no blessings. You know, you can't keep sitting here going to J.C., which is something that was beat into us as slaves to worship and get away from the actual creator himself. You know what I'm saying? That's not our religion. And a lot of folks, you you know, they don't want to shy away from that no matter what the cost is. And I feel like once I, I took myself out of that, that situation, started reading books like the Kabbalion and all of that stuff and getting into meditation and things like that, my life started taking a different path. And, you know, we don't have everything. You know, we're not millionaires. But we good. There's love, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's, it's no amount of money. I would take over the love of my family. No amount of money. You know what I'm saying? So if I got to be home with my daughter, raising my daughter, and, and teaching her, teaching my other kids, this, if this is what's meant for me, then that's what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of passionate about that type of stuff because – I'm telling you, everything happens for a reason. And I really like, for example, man, I believe in karmatic principalities. You know what I'm saying? In principles that when 
You do shit wrong, man. Wrong shit happen to you. When you do good shit, good shit happen to you. When you do was directed to you to do, you just fucking do it and you love doing it. I tell my kids that all the time. You know, if, if you're going to do something in this world, man, love doing it. I don't care if you hate it. Love doing it. I don't work with people that I didn't want to work with. I don't dealt with people that I didn't want to deal with. I don't been put in situations that just makes me uncomfortable. But I deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Being being the breadwinner of a family and then being knocked to basically nothing, you ain't anything. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to humble yourself because your lady, you know what I'm saying, as a black man, you know, you already know how that shit is with us. You know what I'm saying? Preach, teach, provide. Or provide, protect, and, 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 and preach. You know, that's we bred to do that shit, man. So, you know, when you ain't in that position, and the creator humble you so that you can, you know, see that, yo, your woman can do this too. Your woman was put here to help you. Help you lead. Ain't no leader making it on his own. Not one. Not one. So at the end of the day, if she can't help you lead, then she ain't the one for you. And mine been helping me. So, I mean, a lot of folks out here, they chasing the wrong goddamn things, man. A lot of folks. But, you know, I'm not, I ain't here to, you know, really ridicule nobody. But, you know, you, you make your choices, you make your decisions, you live with it. You know, but for me, I'm going to continue to do me you know what I'm saying? Go out, get me something, you know, go a couple of interviews, get a job, and be humble. Because this experience has been a, it's been a humbling experience. It's been a humbling experience. And I remember saying to myself, man, I'm tired. Like, I, man, I had been working since I was a, in single digits, man. When my father owned a record store, I had to work there. And, I, you know, as I grew up, I still I kept working. And then when I lost my last job, almost a year to two years ago I was you know I was afraid like you know how things gonna get taken care of you know and at the end of the day this has been the longest vacation I've ever fucking had where I'm able to rest my body rest my mind rest my soul you know what I'm saying like not of not dealing with people like that Soaking in all the love. You know, I got pets. I got kids. I got my woman. I got my moms. You know what I'm saying? I'm soaking in all the love. So for me, this the best vacation I ever had. I mean, it's stressful sometimes. Shit, when you got fucking 10 kids, you know, you got 10 kids. I got I got four of my own and then, you know, six stepkids. And I'm sitting here trying to, you know, keep this shit together trying to be the glue you know it, it gets it gets tough sometimes you know you gotta make some tough decisions as a parent you know and when you dealing with teenagers from what is it from adults to toddlers because even though i got like my, my my older kids man they they still act like toddlers grown-ass men so 
you know, when you're dealing with that type of situation in that age range, it's just crazy. And I'm only 42. And then my, my oldest done made me a grandfather. So then I know I already know how that's going to go because now I got another little youngster. I got to school. So, you know, it's, you know, things going, you know, they're going to roll into place. You know, they're going, you know, I'm going to make the shit happen right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and do everything I need to do. But like I said, man, I'm I'm gonna keep doing this podcast thing, man. I'm gonna um I'm gonna try to bring some folks in, um, to keep everybody's ear listening and you know hearing you know what I'm talking about and keep everything flowing. And you know I I really enjoy myself doing this. You know I I at first I was like man, I'm kind of hesitant. What the hell I'm gonna talk about? You right and. It's a lot of shit I could talk about. But, you know, the next time, I'm going to bring some topics to the table. I'm going to write some shit down because, you know, I could talk. My kids will tell you that. My girl could tell you that. My fucking family could tell you, oh, man, that nigga, especially if I'm mad, oh, I'm cussing your ass out. It's going to take me a while to shut up, you know, if I'm pissed off about something, you know, and if I'm passionate about it too, man, you can forget about it. But, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap things up a little bit here, you know. Yeah, I'm looking at this clock. I I got like probably three more minutes. Yeah, so I'm gonna wrap it up. And like I said, man, it, you know, I'm gonna try to do this weekly or daily or however, you know, whenever I find a time to do it, to you know, keep everybody informed, educate, you know, people on certain things, you know, musically. Uh, uh, what's going on in the news, uh, things like that, man. I'm, I'm going to try to bring a series of topics. It's not going to just be all about beats and shit like that. It's going to be, you know, this is going to be broad. You know, it's going to be huge, man. I'm going to try to make it like a little radio show and, you know, where anything goes. We could talk about anything. You know, it's not just focused on one thing. It's just going to be, the you know, Basically, talk radio, talk radio for the listeners, you know. So, again, man, I'm Casey, Casey on the Beat. You can follow me on Twitter at Casey on the Beat. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Casey on the Beat, Facebook at Casey on the Beat, Snapchat at Casey on the Beat, SoundCloud at Casey on the Beat, uh, pretty much a uh, re- reverb nation at Casey on the beat. Uh, oh yeah, my band camp at Casey on the beat, uh, and then uh, had another one. I can't think of the name of it right now. When I do, I'll actually um, post it for y'all. But yeah, man. So I'm I'm gonna keep doing this thing, man. And 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 like I said, man, just look look. Look to hear, you know, new stuff probably weekly or, you know, maybe sometimes daily. But just check back every now and then. And um, so you can check and see if I put anything new up. Um, So right now I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to thank the creator, thank my family and my kids, you know, thank my moms, you know what I'm saying, for having me if it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be here speaking for, you know, to you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, get up out of here. So 
the next time you hear from me, I may have a guest, I may not. So basically what I'm going to do is go ahead and say I'm going to take it out of here. Y'all have a peaceful day, peaceful night. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe, as always. Casey on the beat. Peace.